All right, guys, we actually have our first special guest of the evening, guys. Who is it? It's the one and the only one of the Jasons from the Friday the 13th franchise, which we're so stoked. You can meet him at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. It's the one and only CJ Graham. What's up, CJ? Hey, hey, how are you guys doing? Thank you for inviting me to the uh, the show. I appreciate it. Oh, definitely. CJ, it's a pleasure to have you uh, on Below the Belt show. It's a Monster Mania special episode of Below the Belt show uh, tonight, so we're glad that you could join us to help promote um, probably one of my favorite cons, right, Chachi? One of your favorite cons as oh, well, yeah, right? Oh, get so many great actors, and a lot of actors you don't see at other cons, too, so um, definitely a place to go out of your way for. Oh, definitely. Have you seen the lineup for the show? looks great. It's a fantastic lineup, including yourself and Dolph Lundgren, the cast of The Craft, Christina Ritchie, my gosh, Meatloaf, Dylan McDermott. Do you um do you get starstruck? Um, do, is there anyone that you look forward to meeting? I, I look forward to meeting every single one of the actors and actresses that I'm fortunate enough to be with. And, and I know that sounds a little, you know, cliche, but these folks uh, are the real deal. And for me to be blessed 30 years later to be part of an iconic, iconic image such as Friday the 13th and any of the horror movies that are out there and some of these great actors and actresses, you know, I look at every one of them with just respect and appreciation that I'm allowed to sit next to them. Uh, you know, I did a show recently and to my left with Alice Cooper. I mean, who Dude, knew how I cool that is? Nice. table with Alice Cooper. You yeah, know, did, did, did you geek out? William Shatner, you know. It, now, did, did you geek out or did you keep your cool? I kept my cool, you know, <laughs> I, and I did a photo op together because, you know, he did the music for part six. So I, I kept my cool, but I got to be honest, it was the first concert I ever saw in my life when I was 16, like in 1972. Oh, that's fun. Was Alan Cooper. That's so, so cool, cool yeah. That well, you were in his um, video, weren't you? Yes. For he's so back. another thing, I have history with Alice going back to the film. Uh, like I said, he did the uh, the, the uh, music for Part Six, Man Behind the Mask, and uh, he's back. So for me, it was just a, a blessing in disguise. And then get to work with him periodically over the last thirty years. How cool is that? That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Speaking of Behind the Mask, I got a question for you. Uh, I got a buddy that does a lot of uh, work where like his face isn't shown, and he he hates it. Because he feels like when he delivers a great performance, uh, he doesn't necessarily get the credit for it. On the other hand, you could somehow also enjoy being in a kick-ass movie and then like not have it take over your life. That, like you still don't get fans swarm you. Do you got a side of the fence you land on that, that like you know you wish people recognized you more because you played such an iconic character, or do you like the anonymity? Anonymity. <laughs> you know, I I like not being known. To be quite honest, and I say that in a very humble way because. Uh, if I held a pit, if I went to South America and held a picture of, uh, let's just say, Tom Cruise up, everybody would say Tom Cruise. Right. Uh, if you held a picture of C.J. Graham up, they would say okay. <laughs> However, <laughs> yeah. However, if, they, if you held up a hockey mask, Jason, they'd go Friday the Thirteenth, Jason. Mm-hmm. So it it is a, a worldwide icon. I'm very fortunate to be part of that, but. I am surprised of how many fans we have, the loyal base. Um, when people find out I'm a Friday the 13th franchise member uh, as far as being the Jason, uh, I can go to the pharmacy and the people behind the, co- the counter wig out because I played Jason in my town. They're like, <laughs> I just served Jason, you know? 
Um, <laughs> I just gave Jason pills. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's amazing because I've, I've actually been through TSA where a TSA agent just looked at my name and said, are you the guy that played Jason? And I oh, just kind of awesome. looked at him and go, yeah. And they knew it by my name. I've been to Universal Studios just walking around with my family and had somebody point at me and go, hey, you're Jason. Wow. So the diehard fans know our faces, uh-huh. you know, and the people that may not know C.J. Graham's face, they know the iconic figure, Jason, in Friday the 13th. Yeah, so yeah everyone knows the mask. Like that real quick. <laughs> yeah. And you can actually get a photo op in costume as Jason or, if you want, as C.J. Yeah, actually, uh, that's the cool part about it. Saturday uh, at uh, 350, we're going to be doing photo ops where I'll have full wardrobe. And when I say full wardrobe, it's 95% accurate. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 100%. That's cool. The reason I don't say 100% is because it's not uh, screen used. However, I had six great artists work with me to put it together a couple a good years replica. back. And yeah. It's and spot on, let me tell you. You're and not, and not covered in blood. And I'm pretty fortunate. I'm still 6'3", 250, so I'm about there the same go. size that I was when I played the part in 1986. So it's all a physical structure, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd like to go a little bit de- uh, deeper uh, into um, something I'm reading in your bio, CJ, that you had talked to Kane Hodder, um, and he actually convinced you to give to offer him the role as Jason. He went on to do several more movies after that. Do you, do you regret? I guess when he says, I guess you offer he offered, uh, you know, or you, maybe you offered to give up the role of Jason for the rest of the other uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies. If you could just kind of elaborate more on that story, I, I think it's a little, you know, people like to exaggerate a little bit. I mean, Kane and I are good friends. I was Kane will tell you the same story. I was slotted to do part seven. Kane Hodder is a huge horror fan, as I, but even more so than I. So he, he had worked with John, the director, before. So he was able to talk to John that he really wanted the part. And, again, I'm okay with that. He John had to go to Paramount Studios and convince them to change the, from part seven, which would have been me, to Kane. However, looking back on it, I mean, Kane has been an amazing ambassador. And I mean that in a great way. I mean, he did play four of them. Uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, but that man has been out there promoting Friday the 13th and Hatchet and, you know, four dozen other films that he's been directly involved in over the last 25 years. Um, he really has put his heart and soul to help that iconic, iconic image become what it is. So at the end of the day, uh, you know, go Kane. Congratulations and kudos. Um, the, the second question, and I'll just, I'll lead you into a question. Uh, go a little deeper. A lot of people ask me today if I was in the opportunity to do it again, would I do it? Yes. Well, you know, uh, I am going to be playing Elias Voorhees in Friday the 13th Vengeance. Oh, that's cool. I saw that on your IMDb. Yeah, I'm getting ready. In fact, I haven't shaved in almost two months, so I'm looking pretty ragged to get into the script. Uh, (laughs) I'll be shooting shooting that at the end of the month. Uh, But the cool thing is, if I was offered guys to do it again, I'll be honest, um, I would look at the script, and I really don't want to go to space. I mean, no disrespect. (laughs) I just want to make sure that that the script has some functionality to it, some merit. And that's important to me because I think the Part 6 character uh, was lean and mean and did a good job. But I also, if I could deliver to the fans as good or better of a quality of Jason than I did in Part 6, 
yeah, I'd do it again tomorrow. Wow. However, if I could not deliver to the fans or I didn't feel the script met what I would consider a good criteria, mm-hmm. I'd have to let somebody else do it because I've been so fortunate to do a part six that was really well received <clears throat> over the years mm-hmm. and and does sit up there as one of the fan favorites. Okay. Al- yes, al- absolutely. Along those lines, right, a lot of actors put in prepped roles and, and develop it in their head. I'd imagine you have to do a little bit more because you have to figure out how to make somebody identifiable and have personality without being able to show and express your face. Can you walk us through sort of what things you did or what kind of thought process or approach you took to creating the character when you knew that you'd be behind the mask? Yeah, you know, it, was, it wasn't difficult, unfortunately, for me. Uh, it was kind of a natural uh, pause of how I did everything. But, you know, Tom McLaughlin is a big horror fan, the writer-director back in the 60s, and he loved the black and whites like I did. Mm-hmm. And he was very clear. He didn't want Jason to be a robot. He uh-huh. didn't want him to be a walking dead. He wanted some personality, a little bit of hmm, curiosity factors. So he really didn't want you to walk like a zombie. And he made it quite clear early before I stepped into my first scene. So when I stepped into my first scene, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, being 6'3", 250, you walk into a room, yeah. you naturally have presence. And, right. and if, you're, if you're as big as I am or bigger, than you understand. Sometimes it can be awkward because all the eyes in the room just naturally go to the big person walking through the door. Uh, but for the film, it was pretty easy to carry that feature through into the hockey mask. And a lot of times people don't really understand giving us credit. Well, you didn't say anything. Well, that's right. Right. But I didn't have to jump up and down. I didn't have to roll my eyes. Right. And I didn't have to scream at you to show you I was mad. Right. Um, so I, I, I really look at, like, you know... Uh, some of the films that have come up in the past few years where you've had some actors and some Academy Awards that went out there, some uh, actors, uh, and you look at some of the characters that were in those films that didn't speak, and you kind of, I know how those actors really had to work hard, Hmm. you know, to do those features and stuff. You know, remember the one back here we did, uh, what, two years ago, Water? Right, yeah. Um, Exactly. I mean, that actor that did that, Right. All the, un- the water scenes and everything they had to do, that was amazing. Absolutely. They, now, they weren't as recognized as the principal actors, and I respect that, of course, but I can understand the work that was put into that character by that actor. Awesome. I'd like to go back to Vengeance, if we could. Uh, now, would this film fall under the franchise of, of Friday the 13th, or is this something like an Elseworlds kind of uh, um, alternate timeline or, um, you know, outside the universe? No, it's actually going to be a focus center. It is 100% fans. It is being done by Jeremy Brown and his people. And it actually starts back off with Jason. And I I can't give it all of you, but it goes (laughs) back to the end of part six and the beginning of part seven. And as it carries through, um, the the part that I'm playing, Bori's daddy, so daddy knows best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Elias Borges. The, the thing that's cool about it is that the the part has evolved into where they actually have me killing a few people uh, because it's gotten so big where everybody wants to know about Jason's father. Yeah, and they kind of want to understand the DNA of Jason. Absolutely, that so sounds kind really of cool. you know, I, Yeah, I'm excited about it because also what I did is I donated my salary to uh, a children's fund. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, let it go at that because I wanted to do it more as an inspiration than I did for the recognition 
And the opportunity just to participate in a Friday the 13th engine right. is going to be exciting to see. And they've done a great job. Today's technology, even in the last five years, has changed dramatically. In oh, comparison yeah. to five years ago or 30 years ago with drones and cameras and body cameras and uh, HD, I mean, it's just amazing what you can do, even with your iPhone, you know? Now, are you look? is this film going to have a theatrical release? Is it going to be a... Yes. on-demand type of deal? It's going to go on an on-demand type of deal. It's going to go through a process. And if you, if you do look it up, it's getting full rating and stuff for distribution in 2019. Yeah. So it's kind of exciting. There's uh, three or four actors. And um, unfortunately, it will be Steve Dash's last performance. Steve Dash did his part of the shooting in November of 2018. Uh. He played the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we all know that we lost Steve in December 2000. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's sad. So really sad. Steve is in it. Um, but it is exciting because uh, I've seen the script, read it, obviously, and it's really got some good foundation. It's got some good background that the fans will appreciate, the Jason evolution. Yeah. And then there's always been talk. Tom McLaughlin even talked about it back in the 80s about Jason's father yeah. in full circle. And so they've kind of capitalized on that. Well, what would Jason's father look like? How big would Jason's father's be? And right. what would be the demon effect of the DNA from Jason's father? Mm. Yeah, and, and it's important because, like, we've, we've covered the mother aspect, right? You know, mm-hmm. from the very first Friday the 13th forward, there's always been that strong maternal connection. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the fans definitely want to see the father's side. Was the father ever mentioned in any of the movies? No, not formally mentioned now wow. in the in the book that Tom McLaughlin wrote some of the scripts when he was talking about it there's always been mention of Elias Voorhees but nothing formally so I'm kind of excited to see how this materializes and I've had the pleasure of seeing some of the scripts and some of the shooting that they've already done and as you as can see in the social media network they've done a great job of, of some of the uh, trailers and stuff that are coming out for this film so Again, it's no different than uh, 13 Fanboy, which is Deborah Voorhees and her crew putting together a film, uh, which a lot of us horror actors are going to be involved in, uh, of similarities. You know, it's basically a convention, and a fan takes it too far and starts killing the horror celebrities. (laughs) Wow. So, and and as you can see, the films that are coming out now, be they YouTube, be they uh, Amazon, any of the Amazon Prime, there's a lot of films out there being done not through the main media anymore. It's not necessarily New Line or New Cinema or Paramount or Warner Brothers. They're actually really getting more popular through the independency. So I, I, I was looking at the cast of Vengeance, uh, CJ. There was a particular actress, Diana Prince, and I kind of looked at her yeah. IMDb and I saw that she was involved with some adult film. Did you, when you found out you are going to work with her, do you end up Googling her and, get, and become just as surprised with <laughs> her past work? <laughs> No, I, I, you know, for me, I, 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 there are a couple others that you know too that have really got some good resumes. I'm actually surprised, pleasantly surprised, and finding out. But you know, I don't, you know, I can't hold a torch. You know, I, you, you always got to look at Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. So don't go too far. <laughs> so Sly, Sly apparently did did adult film. Oh as yeah, well, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's why I'm saying don't go too far because uh, if you know. You don't know who's going to be producing the next movie. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That's a good... Uh, you had a question there. Yeah, so I'm uh, curious. So we've been waiting to hear about Jason's dad for a bit. I know you can't give any uh, spoilers. 
Are there Easter eggs you can tell us to look for? Is there anything that you thought was super fun that might not be noticeable if you don't look for it in the film? Well, the way they're going to shoot it is with enough shadows and shades that when you see me, you'll see that I have a about a two-inch goatee, real straggly skin with the uh, salt and pepper hair, and almost like a Viking similarity. And uh, you're going to see a lot of my head being down, so you just see the top of my eyes. Hmm. Uh, I think the most important thing is there'll be some shots where you'll see me in the background structurally. Uh, and if I understand it correctly, it's a very long, dark jacket, boots, and you're just going to see this ominous statue in the background periodically of the film. And then periodically there's some close-ups where Jason's father gets involved in some dialogue uh, trying to put the bodies together of both uh, the mother and Jason. But Elias Voorhees knows that Jason's body is not in there because he knows where Jason is. Oh, cool, cool. Now, um, you were like in the heyday of the, I think, the golden age of slasher films in the 80s. Like so many great ones. Of course, the whole Friday the 13th franchise. Most of the movies were in the 80s and um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And they and they finally did the um, Jason versus Freddy, which people were waiting for like forever. And I heard that you were actually offered the role of Jason for Friday, for, uh, Freddy versus Jason. Is that true? I've been, I, I have an interesting background. I mean, uh, I'm fortunate enough where people come to me and say, would you be interested? Um, I always looked at it. I was never, still I'm never a huge fan personally of, you know, Michael Myers versus Jason or Predator versus Alien. Really? Not I a mean, fan, it's huh? like if, well, I think if you can't carry the film as one character, then you have to start combining, you know, Rambo and uh the uh, Expendables into the same movie. It's like <laughs> right. character. You know, it's like if, you, if 007 can't carry the film and you have to add John Wick to it, you see where I'm going? Um, I think as soon as you start putting Superman and Batman together, well, whose movie is it? Batman's a Superman. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, I think it's okay for a volume perspective, but I, I just never really cared for it. But I also... Uh, you got to remember, um, I've been running casino resorts for 25 years as, as, as a senior executive, chief operating officer, general managers, etc. Oh, and cool. it wasn't financially reasonable for me to quit a job making a very good figure monetarily to go right. do a two, three-month film and then not have a job when I quit. Right, <laughs> right, so, right. There yeah. were two ways to look at it. Monetarily, it didn't make sense for me. Secondarily, if, you know, I need to be able to retire off of it. And I knew that I had a couple more years that I'd be able to work uh, in the casino industry before I retired, which I did two years ago from that industry. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, wow. But, so oh. I, I think of things through a business sense, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like um, it's like doing the thing with vengeance, you know, um, you know, doing something for the kids up there, the Shriners Children Hospital in Seattle, donating my salary, though it's a nice salary. I wasn't doing the vengeance thing for the money as much right. as I was. I thought it'd be a great opportunity for the exposure with the Elias Borges. Um, and now that I am readily available to go do a film, if somebody wanted to take a look at me and say, hey, I saw him in vengeance, let's bring him into a film, I could be readily available now. There Dude, you go. I got- also, I, before that, I, I saw online that, um, that Kane actually did an interview saying that um, you turned the role down because he wasn't offered the role. Is there any kind of truth to that? Who turned the role down? That um, something that Kane Kane Hodder wanted the role for Jason for Jason versus Freddy, but I think that he wasn't offered it, and then you bowed out as respect to him for the role. Yeah, the, well, part yes, 
I mean, you have to look at it from I, the interesting point was there was an opportunity, and I looked at it through maybe a three-tier approach okay. and just signed it on. I mean, I, I know that Kane was disappointed he didn't get it. I mean, he, again, is a great ambassador for the Friday the 13th, and I know that he was under the impression uh, through, I believe, a lunch meeting they had that he was in, and then things just kind of shifted. Okay. Uh, Ken will tell you the same yeah. story. You know, when Ken is six six, you know they wanted to be, they wanted to really go crazy with the size of Ken. Right. Uh, so not only was Ken six six, but they put him in a two inch lift in his boots to make him six eight. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, because six six so, isn't big enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it's just one of those things where I look at things through different tiers. You know. Um, you know, I, I didn't go into the industry to become an actor or a stuntman. It was something I dropped into, and no matter what I do, I'm going to do my very, very best. And I, I think I did okay. I'm, I'm happy with my performance. Uh, you may not know this, guys, but, you know, even Kane Hodder and myself and everybody Kane just found this out a couple of years ago. I've never been to stunt school. I've never done a stunt in my really? life when I stepped wow. on that, that and did all those burns and everything I did underwater, going through doors. Wow. I'd never done that in my life. I didn't. I didn't get any training. It was all OJT, on-the-job training. <laughs> Holy and shit. Michael, no, yeah. <laughs> I didn't that's know wild. that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nobody, fucking most nuts. Most people don't know that. Yeah. Weren't you, weren't you actually discovered from your nightclub? Right. I was running a nightclub in uh, in uh, uh, L.A. Nice. And, uh, what was the name of it? The word discovered is, is really just because I fit the role. The people that did part four, the uh, special effects company, was called Real Effects. And they happened to be the production company shooting a Thursday night hypnotist show that I had. <laughs> and they said, hey, let's put a Jason thing into the hypnotist show. And they had the part four, you know, general information and all the different sizes, which is Ted White. And they said, let's put CJ in it. And uh, the rest really is history. Oh, it's so fun. Crazy. Just, just from like a... Um like an act he put on at the nightclub, you could, yeah. you could discover <laughs> yeah. and put it yeah. in the 13th. Yeah. In, in an it. iconic role, yeah, right? Like amazing. a globally recognized role. <laughs> hey, man, I just want to say, like, one, I think it's an amazing thing that you donated your uh, salary, but completely out of that, you have no idea how much I love the irony that <laughs> that Voorhees, right? Mass murdering Voorhees is helping kids. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Well, a serial killer has a big heart. I absolutely love it. Think about it. You know, uh, Jason doesn't hurt children. Let's remember, they're teenagers. You're right. You know, getting in trouble That's at true. camp. So I had uh, thought about that part. Be, yeah. You're yeah, not because he's the neglected child, kids, right? So. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. New, hey. new layers. The story's got layers, baby. This it's is a awesome. whole new thing. It's kind of like a cock blocker. Because he always, like, you know, kills yeah, the kids having sex. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, right before they're about to get laid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> during, it, during it, it's like, ah. Uh. Now, now you have a reason to barge into your kid's uh, bedroom. Yeah, J- J- Jason is the anti-wingman. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Well, CJ, man, it's great talking here on Below the Belt Show. And, of course, we can meet you. All the fans can meet you at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Go to monstermania.net. You'll be there all three days, right? Yeah, I'll be there uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, we'll do photo uh, photo op and wardrobe on Saturday. And Friday and Sunday, just normal wardrobe, or without wardrobe, just a photo op with fans. But, yeah, I'll be there with that at a table. I'll have some hockey masks and some machetes and oh, some cool. 8x10s for the fans, and we'll go from there. Awesome. That'll be, that'd be March um, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Correct. That's right. For people in archive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, guys. 
CJ Graham, before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are. Um, let us know, you know, you're Jason from Friday the 13th and throughout your on below the belt show, throughout a catchphrase or anything you want at the end. Well, this is CJ Graham, Jason, Friday the 13th, part six. You're spending a shot up at below the belt. And if you can't work it below the belt, then you better go above. Awesome. Dude, that was well awesome. Well done. <laughs> Crushes it. Look, you still got it, baby. Well yeah, done. <laughs> CJ, we'll, we'll see you this weekend. We're going to stop by on Saturday. Look forward to seeing you guys. Thank All you right. so much for the opportunity. Awesome. All right, take care. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.